That's fantastic. <coughs> How are we doing, church? I don't know about you, but I'm really enjoying the presence of God that seems to be increasing and increasing each time that we're coming to meet together. And uh, in his presence is fullness of joy, amen. And uh, like I said, I'm so thankful for a worship team. They had no warning that we were going to break into that song. But the moment we began to worship, man, it was like they'd rehearsed it. That's because we've got worshippers leading us this morning. We've not got performers. Each of the people that you see on the worship team represent lives that are worshippers. And you're not thankful for that. I'm thankful. So thankful for that. Amen. Well, I'm joined today by Pastor Paula. What a treat that is. And uh, come on, let's give love for Pastor Paula today. Aren't they a wonderful couple, Pastor Sean and Paula? No, seriously, seriously, they are, aren't they? And, uh, you know, I get the privilege to do life with them and not just lead uh, with them in church. But this is an authentic couple that love God with authenticity, that raise their family in a godly way. And we love you guys, really do. So thankful um, for your leadership and uh, just your lives. Well, we've got something today, if you're visiting with us today, this is something um, a little bit different to what we normally do. We call it a Selah Sunday. Now, that word Selah may mean nothing to you. It's simply a biblical word that means pause for thought. Sometimes when you're reading the word of God, you've got a Selah, you'll see it, Selah. And it means stop and think about it. And we thought, coming off of the back of this incredible series that we've had called House of Prayer, how many people have enjoyed it? That's good, there was 10. That's amazing, (laughs) isn't it? So glad we put the effort in there. How many people enjoyed it, got something out of it? All right. Online they're cheering too, I can hear them. Now we've had this time that we felt the Lord calling us to concentrate on prayer in our lives and prayer in the church. And two key verses that we were looking at on this journey, that has been about 11 weeks, isn't it? Was Matthew 21, where Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. Matthew 21, verses 12 to 13. Then also, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. What does it say there? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor. Quick, quick, get it up. <laughs> if you humble yourself... <laughs> Something like that. That's the one. And pray. <laughs> and pray. And seek my face, then I will heal the land. Yep, that's it. There we go. Did I kind of got it right? Yeah. <laughs> I always think giving people warning ruins the surprise. <laughs> Thank You've you. You've got to be able to spring I just had to think for a moment. <laughs> so we've been on this epic journey together. And uh, if you've missed any of it, the good news is on our social media platforms, on Facebook, on YouTube... You can go back on all of the weeks and watch any one of them. But just rushing through, we looked at what is prayer, teach us to pray, personal prayer life, collective prayer life, faith and prayer, prayer languages, types of prayer, praying for others, intercession, what is intercession, praying for the sick and the oppressed. And then last week, we crammed a lot about spiritual warfare into like 35 minutes. This has been our journey, not just here in Portsmouth, but all of our congregations have been taking this journey together. We thought, well, two thoughts we had. Number one is we may stop talking about House of Prayer, but we don't want to stop pushing into it, asking God how we can be the praying church he wants us to be. But also we thought it would be good as we enter December just to just stop 
have a chat and talk about the journey that we've taken together. And that's why we call this SELA Pause for Thought. So we've had 10 or 11 weeks teaching on prayer. Paula, I don't know your answers. We've not rehearsed, have we? So we may double up, but that's okay. I want you to share on some of your favorite topics and why. Okay. So I've, like, as so many of us, as Pastor Annie said, have absolutely loved this series. And I think, like, you know, prayer... What I've loved about it is just we've been able to make it so simple that it's not this thing that seems like, oh, I have to be so holy to be able to reach a place where I can pray. But anyone and everyone can pray. And I think one of my favorites was Pastor Sean. <laughs> when <laughs> was when he shared about personal prayer and he spoke about being consistent and persistent and I, I that just kind of blew me away because like there's something about being consistent where you know like yep I pray every day I pray 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 but he went beyond that and was like actually it's not a tick box thing that prayer we need to be persistent in our prayer time with God and be willing to not just think, okay, I've prayed for 10 minutes today or five minutes or one minute or an hour, whatever it may be, but actually I'm going to just be persistent in this and I'm going to keep on praying until I know, until I feel that God has heard me, until I sense a move in my situation or even until God speaks. And I think that's so powerful because sometimes you can ask someone, you know, when they're going through something, I'm sure we've all done it. It's been like, have you prayed about it? Yep. And it's because we've just simply, Lord, please help me. But actually, I want to be persistent in my prayer time with God and not just, yeah, just, just not consistent. So I absolutely loved, loved that one. Another one? Yeah. And was this my, one Sean as well? Yeah. The next one, okay. the next one was Sean Finch once again. That's no, <laughs> it was a, It was actually um, Pastor Gina. And it was the one on intercession, which was very recent. And um, she spoke about, you know, how when we understand the power of prayer, we want to pray. And it seems, it sounds so simple, and it is, but it makes you realize that actually when you really understand that there's power in prayer, your first response will be prayer. Not like, oh, that's my last resort. It'll be like, oh, this is going on in my life. I need to pray, rather than just seeing it as a, the last thing that I do. And when she spoke as well about intercession and what an honor it is to bring people before God. And you know how often like we can say that we love people, but the most loving thing that we can do for people is actually carry them to God in prayer. And so that me, that's just basically my, my announcement to say there's no Christmas presents this year. I'm just praying for people. Okay, sure. <laughs> but, but all jokes aside, but it is the most precious thing that you can do for someone and give to someone is by bringing them before God and praying. And then my last one that I want to share is, it was by you, Pastor Andy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the one about which was last week about spiritual warfare and um I just love I think I said it to you last week but I love how simple you made it that it wasn't this oh spiritual warfare this is such a scary thing to talk about but you just made it so simple and just that simple realization that God is always bigger that you know we're not we're not fighting something that is um scary 
scary because we have God and God is bigger, he's more mighty, he's more powerful than any other thing that may try and come up against us or our family. I love that. And it's so true, isn't it? I know I've experienced it in my life and other people have experienced. Sometimes they get into battle with a person and the Bible says we wrestle not with flesh and blood. Yeah. But how often do people get into it with the person involved and don't realise that, not always, but sometimes, there's um, activity outside of that person, the influence. And it's like we've always taught in Bible school, we said, you can't disciple a demon and you can't cast out the flesh. Sometimes you have to cast something out, you have to break the power of something in prayer. And other times you need to tell a person, this is a character problem. You need to sort that out. You're living ugly, you know? Um, And it's being wise that sometimes, we came off of a platform last week of sometimes that we're trying to deal with something in this realm, this flesh and blood realm, when actually it's something we need to deal with in prayer with the full armour of God, all the key verses. Really encourage you, if you missed last week, good one to catch up on, eh? Now, for me, I think the, the two or three... I enjoyed them all, loved listening to them. I was traveling a lot, so I was listening to different yeah. ones at like six in the morning, and, but each of them I thought, no, that, that worked hand in hand <coughs> with where we're heading. But for me, it was really what I thought God was doing or felt God was doing around those last three or so when we were talking about praying for other people. Because sometimes prayer, the problem to prayer is selfishness, self-absorbed, it's all about me. And we only ever pray, pray about us. And I think some of the most powerful prayers is when we're praying for others and putting others, preferring others in prayer. And um, that was an encouragement to me to always make sure my prayer list is more about what others need than what I need. But then we looked at intercession. Pastor Gina nailed it again, didn't she, with uh, intercession. That's us standing in the gap between God and his intentions and a person and their situation that we stand in the gap so God can have his way. And then last week on, uh, the week before, on praying for sick and oppressed people and really challenging the church. Yeah, tell every person you know about Jesus. But also if they're sick, don't be afraid to put your hands on them and say in Jesus' name, be healed. Um, We had a good question come up just now when you were doing the dedications with um, Sean, great dedications. I was doing an interview with um, Sarah with the online church and one of the questions that came up there was, do we pray? Who do we pray to? And I thought, we never did really cover that. And my response was simple. The Bible, if we look at it theologically, says it says we pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Very clear. Jesus teaches that a lot in John. But we pray to the Father in Jesus' name. You haven't, because you haven't asked in my name. When you pray, pray in my name. But also we need to understand God's not religious, is he? But if a person is in a moment of desperation and they cry out, God, help me, God's not going to turn around and go, ah, you broke sequence. Because the Trinity says that he's God in one person, God in three persons, three in one. And God is a loving God. But if we look theologically, it says we should pray to the Father in Jesus' name. But also God is so good, isn't he? But if you accidentally, you're not going to miss out. That's how we are. That's not how God is, right? So looking at this, I wanted to take some time today to refocus a little bit on the importance of these last three, praying for other people, because we want to see prayers answered. Who wants to see prayers answered? Come on, otherwise, all we're doing is just going through the motions. When you pray, you should pray with faith and expectation. 
and desire to see. See, hope isn't um, wishing. Hope is being certain. Hope is knowing you've been heard by God and that you have the promise of God. Where a lot of people, when they pray, it's wishing, isn't it? Oh, I wish this would happen. No, we need to pray with confidence and faith and hope that God hears our prayers. Now, we opened up this subject last week, um, understanding spiritual warfare. We spoke that it's not scary, it's not freaky. Sometimes the title puts people off. But it's this simple reality that every person is experiencing right now two realms of life. A physical realm, a natural realm where you see everything happening. um, But also an unseen realm where God is moving, angels and demons are real. We're not going to get freaky, but also we're not going to deny the reality that there's angelic and demonic. And there's two realms to a person's life. When we pray, we need to understand that we win battles in prayer in an unseen realm that cause results in a seen one. And um, open up what comes when we talk about, because again, when you look at this from a Western understanding or you look at it from maybe an African or an Asian, sometimes there's more uh, knowing of this in non-Western cultures concerning a very real spiritual realm um jump in i think um like one of the things that you're saying is that you know every every culture is different and um my parents are from ghana and i was but i was born in england and they were like very much your dad was a prayer warrior yes oh my goodness (laughs) very much so and uh, to be honest I remember being a kid and hearing him praying in his room and I actually because he was quite old I thought he was going mad and just talking to himself all the time but obviously he was um praying but I remember just um from a young age them really speaking about the power my mom and dad speaking about the power of prayer that like like you just said that we are praying about things that we can't see so you know when we're praying for the protection of our family we can't see what the enemy's plan is for our family but God God knows it and he allows us to pray to stop things and um I think it's so important that when it comes to things like spiritual spiritual warfare, we first understand where we stand in Christ and we stand victorious. And I think when we know that, it just takes away fear. It takes away that worry of, oh, is something bad going to happen to me? And it, you, we already know, I've already won the battle. So when I'm praying, I'm just hearing what my father wants me to pray and I'm praying it out and speaking it into existence. That's awesome. And it's looking at this in a soberness, but like I said, not a freaky way. That there really are two realms, one we see and one we don't. And to me, one of the examples that really jumped out was that story in 2 Kings chapter 6 with Elisha, right? Where you've got the prophet, and all of you guys know this story, but just in case you don't, we'll go over it. This prophet is being hunted because he keeps causing Israel to win and um, the enemy didn't want him to win. <clears throat> and so he sends troops to come and get this, this prophet. And the prophet's in a cabin with um, his servant. And it's a funny story, yeah. probably not if you were in there a moment with his servant. But it says the servant wakes up in the morning and he looks out of the window and he sees the army of the enemy yeah. surrounding the cabin. That's real, it's happening in this realm, 
It's not denial. We didn't pretend it wasn't happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's real. He freaks out, the servant. And you read about it in 2 Kings 6. He wakes up the prophet and says, wake up, wake up, wake up. We're surrounded. The enemy's going to annihilate us. We're going to be dead by the end of the day. And the prophet kind of yawns because the prophet was seeing something happening at the same time but you couldn't see it with natural eyes. And so he looks out the window, stretches, the prophet does, and goes, what's your problem? And starts to go back to bed. And the servant begins to freak out. We're going to die. We're surrounded. Are you blind? And then, I love this bit, the prophet comes to the servant and prays for him. And he says, open his eyes, Lord. Now, wait a moment. There was nothing wrong with his eyes. He'd seen the army, he'd seen the enemy, he'd seen the possible annihilation. So what was the prophet talking about? And he says, open his eyes, Lord, that he would see. And he prays for the servant and suddenly the servant looks out the window again. The problem is still there. The enemy is still there. They're still shouting, we're going to kill you. But all of a sudden he can see the armies of the Lord surrounding them outnumbering them more mighty than them and so the prophet must have looked at him and said we good now can I go back to bed can you see see what happened was a man was seeing in a natural realm of understanding while the prophet was seeing both the natural and what God was doing behind the scenes God wants us to be able to understand that he is doing behind the scenes It may feel like you're surrounded, as the song says, but you're surrounded by him. The angels are real. Ministering spirits are real. And sometimes when we come to pray, we've got to say, God, I don't know what's happening here, but I know something's happening in what I can't see. Either, Lord, open my eyes and give me understanding. Or, I'm just going to trust you, all things work together for my good. Amen. So it's either an approach of faith or understanding. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yes, yeah, just that classic example of like even on a Sunday sometimes it can feel like everything is going wrong. <laughs> as we're like, you know, as they're setting up, getting ready. And, it, and you're just like, God wants to do something. God wants to do something. And you just got to see with those eyes. And actually, I just need to pray against it, break it. Can't pray for peace, <laughs> whatever's just trying to, you know, go crazy and just bring in what God wants to do. And it happens like it's happened in my life before as well, just where times it feels like everything is falling apart and everything is just going wrong. And you just know actually it's because a breakthrough's coming. God's about to do something. And what um, the enemy often wants us to do is be so focused on the chaos that we miss what God's about to do. And, you know, like even when you look at when um, Jesus um, died, when he was um, killed on the cross, and um, it seemed like chaos for those disciples. It was like, it was chaos, even to the point they were forgetting everything that Jesus had said before. But what was, what was happening in that chaos? Jesus was getting ready to come back completely victorious, defeating all of our sin. And I think sometimes in our life, we've got to remember when things are chaotic, it's not a reason to just 
walk away from God or run away from God and feel like, oh, I can't go to church. I've got too much going on. Oh, I can't um, meet with other believers. I've got too much going on. Instead, it should push us to, I need to be at church. I need to be with other believers praying for me. I always remember one of the examples we heard, you know, Christianity is brilliant and coming up with these slogans and that. And it was yeah. push. And yeah. it was pray until something happens. And I like that push. Pray until something happens. Yeah. But what often happens is when the battle becomes a little bit more intense, what's happening in the unseen breaks into the, the scene. People quit yeah. and go into depression, misery, instead of pushing through. We have noticed so many times, now tell, please tell me you and Sean do, because otherwise I'm going to feel I'm the weirdo <laughs> in the room, right? But when you're on the edge of a breakthrough with somebody in your family, a situation, a promise you're standing on, it so often feels like God operates at 11.59, doesn't yeah. it? Um, anybody else? Yeah, 100%. But you're almost like, I heard somebody used to encourage me, don't worry, brother, he's never too early, but he's never too late. I was like, well, thank you for that. That's really encouraging. <laughs> So but so often, it seems that everything intensifies yeah. in the last hour yeah. before the breakthrough because the devil knows you're going to get what God promised. Yeah. And he wants you to have a, a truce. He wants you to pull back. He doesn't want you to do a final push yeah. to bring a total victory. Yeah. Um, when actually, that's the time we need to push yeah. and bring it to total victory. Exactly um, now, for me and Gina, just to encourage you guys, the moments before victory for us looks like the dog throws up, the microwave blows up, the oven stops working, um, the roof leak. It's something, it's like the natural realm begins to say something's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the time not to go um, uh, into yourself, to, 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 to disappear, but to go... All right, come on, let's bring out the big guns. That's good. And after, you know, that's um, just reminded me as well is that often as well, when you're praying for maybe someone in your family or a friend who you, yeah, you really want to come to Christ, often one of the things that can happen is that person will offend you or do something really annoying to you where you don't want to pray for them. And if they've done something annoying and you don't want to pray for them, you're then, you're then at that last minute when God's about to break through in their life you're stopping and you're like oh no forget it they're, they're just they're too far gone but I was just wondering I feel like this is for someone there might be someone in your life who you're really like they are frustrating me now to the point where I just want to cut all ties but God's saying to you keep on praying for them because their miracles coming their breakthroughs coming and he's about to do something in their lives I can remember you, hopefully you learn this when you carry walk with the Lord a little bit but I soon discovered that the meetings I didn't want to go to were the ones I should have been in yeah 100% uh, the night where I knew inside I should like tonight with the worship thing yeah. you know you could have something where uh, oh no but then you hear oh God did this and it's learning yourself not letting your soul lead you, but your spirit lead you. Because your soul and your body are in connection to a natural world. Your, your body connects you to a natural world. Your soul connects you to an emotional world. But your spirit connects you to a spiritual world. Yeah. Where God is speaking and doing. Yeah. And it is. Forgive that person yeah. in the last push. If God's telling you to be somewhere, be somewhere. If God's telling you to give again, give again. But don't 
miss it at 11.59, that last minute. And, and our relationship with God as well, we're not just waiting, we're not just coming to God in prayer only if he's going to do something for us. We come to him out of relationship and that means consistency, building that relationship. Like for example, like I don't only speak to Pastor Andy on a Sunday if only he's going to give me a word and encourage me. I still say hello to him, I still honour him, I still want to talk to him just on a regular basis and not just thinking I only want to speak to him if he's going to give me something. And I think that's so important for our mindsets to change in that because if not, we only come to church um, or we leave church shall I say deciding whether it was a good one or not depending on what God gave us and what God did for us rather than I come to church because I want to worship God I pray because I want to talk to my heavenly father not for just what he's going to give me that's awesome and again over and over again I want to keep underlining but sometimes you're trying to solve a situation in the natural realm yeah when the problem is in an unseen realm. Yeah. Sometimes we can wear ourselves out trying to... I've got a story. Go for you want it. my story? <laughs> okay. Friday, three o'clock in the morning, my boiler stopped working. A little bit of sympathy, it was cold. <laughs> I didn't really know till oh, yeah. oh. 6.30, right? Yeah, like... And, and so we, we got out, and it's a new boiler. Last year we had a new boiler. The other one lasted like 400 years. It finally gave up. We had, so it, it shouldn't be happening. And so I said to Gina, I, I don't know, if anyone knows my DIY skills, you don't want to be near me, electricity or water. And, you know. and so I started yesterday trying to get this boiler fixed. I've got a friend around who works with boilers. We spent the whole afternoon yesterday going systematically through, is it the boiler? The boiler's new. Is it the pump? It can't be the pump. Is it the hive thing, the internet that connects it? And we're replacing everything. And at the end of the day, we're sitting there going, I don't know why this keeps tripping the switch. All right? And then his son came in um, and he said, all right, fresh eyes, let me have a look. And it turned out that it was nothing that was happening above the floorboards. A mouse had chewed the power cable under the floorboards. So it was actually nothing to do with the boiler, the system. And we'd worn ourselves out trying to solve that. And eventually the only thing it could be was the power cord so we got under the floorboards and we found a stinking mouse Uh, yeah I bet he was shocked when he bit it too Um, I I, I bit it and that's what so now I've got wires everywhere but the good news is we've got heat so uh, we were able to plug it in (coughs) yeah I've got wires everywhere and I'm just like we'll deal with that later on now saying all that to say sometimes you've got to kill the mouse Sometimes it's not the things you've got your hands on or you, what you think, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's got to be this, it's got, that was us yesterday in the kitchen. It's this, it's got to be, if I sort this. Sometimes it's the little fox that spoils the vine. Sometimes it's what's happening in the unseen of your house. That's where you need to deal with a problem. And when you deal with a problem there everything above does that kind of make sense I thought it was a good story I thought it was a good story it wasn't fun for me yesterday but there you go there you go it's we've got heat but I've just got wires everywhere at the moment I know I'm going to be saying Sean which one do I touch you know what speaks to you about that again so I want to keep underlining what's happening in the unseen and people's prayer changing that I think for me it is that um thing that when 
I often talk about talk to people about cycles. When you've got things that are often going on in your life, and you're like, like you're saying, we can often look with such natural eyes and just think, oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, I'm just always an angry person. So if something happens, I'm always going to blow up. But actually, sometimes you really need to begin to look at the root of stuff and look behind and think. Actually, we are spiritual people, and we can't forget it. And often we just want to live in the natural. Oh, it's just because of whatever I feel like this. But there's a verse in Psalms where it's um, David speaking, actually, and he's talking about, oh, like, and we sang the song a little bit as well, where it says, um, my soul, you will hope in the Lord. And sometimes you might just think over yourself or speak over your life. Oh, I'm just someone who struggles to pray. I just struggle. I'm just like, I'm just a sad or down person. But sometimes we need to tell our soul that, no, you That's will good. hope in the Lord. You will praise That's God. Good. And I think it comes to, it's the same thing when it comes to spread, um, to spread, <laughs> to prayer and looking in the spiritual realm. We are spiritual people. So sometimes, yes, it is just natural things happening. But sometimes it is things that are deeper that we need to begin to look at and go to God in prayer and say, God, what's actually going on? I feel like I'm being attacked left, right and centre. And God might speak to you. Do you know what? The enemy's trying to take your joy hope in the Lord the enemy's trying to make you weary and tired don't give up keep on serving keep on following and chasing after God so if it is so important that we remember we are spiritual people I love that that's so important isn't it yeah is this good okay let's bring this into a bit of a close we're at the end of the series next week um, I've got a preach on my heart. I'm going to come out preaching next week. I've got Skips. something burning in me. Then we get into all things Christmas and celebrating and defending the message. Come on, this Christmas, we want to really boldly lift up the message that Christmas is all about a baby born. Yeah. I, I don't know what the world is trying to make it. Um, but for us, it's. I was at a shop the other day and somebody had a Harry Potter Christmas jumper on. I was like, how do you do that? How? <laughs> How? I mean, I get the elf, I get all the... How, how do we get to a point that we connect the nativity, Christmas and Harry? I don't know. So true. Great picture of a confused world. <laughs> this Christmas, let's get inviting, let's get this building filled. Let's stand up for the message of, of Jesus Christ, the purpose of the season. Yeah. Amen. And unashamedly. <clears throat> but also in me, I've got this burning... God, I don't want to stop doing this. I don't want to stop putting an emphasis on prayer. I want us as a church to keep pushing to be a prayerful people, personally, but also together. Um, I don't want to pack this away as another series because it was never a series. It was a mandate. It was God saying, it's time to get the church praying in a way we never has. Um, How? Paula, give me some ideas. Now, our pre-service prayer, it's like a revolution, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Pre-service prayer, if you've not yet been, I want to encourage you, come along, 10 o'clock. The presence of God, what happens in pre-service prayer is worth coming to see. It's just amazing. Sometimes I was talking to Janine last week and she said, it's just like we've we've just done church, right? (laughs) I said, isn't that wonderful? So... You know, pre-service prayer affects this meeting. I really believe what we're seeing in praise and worship is related to us taking prayer seriously. As a church, 
Pastor Paula, what's some of the things we're doing to keep prayer at the f- forefront? That's good. I'm really excited because we um, had a meeting this week as well about things that we're going to be doing to um, bring more prayer into church um, for us as like corporately, which actually Pastor Stu's did an amazing message on corporate prayer um, in the series as well. So we want to make sure... Did you just sure... slide him in because yeah, you knew you'd I feel bad. He's got to you mentioned <laughs> sure. Yeah, I could see. I could see her mind. Oh no, got to get straight <laughs> But no, seriously, he really, he really did. And and, um, and I think it's important because often you can get two types of people. You can get people, well, there's three types, people who just get a whole round of prayer in general. Then you can get people who just think, I just want to pray by myself. I don't need to pray with anyone. I don't need church. And then you can have people who don't ever want to pray by themselves and only want corporate prayer or other people to pray for them. And <laughs> they can come to you, can you pray for me? Have you prayed for yourself yet is the question. But we really want to get a healthy balance and I think over this series what we've had is learning about personal prayer shout out to Sean again and (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) but we've had a really good balance of learning about all types of prayer but we really want to make sure that as a church we are praying together so shall I share now no yeah so yeah so from um the new year we are going to be having once a week on zoom or google meet or something like that we're going to be having morning prayer from 6 to 7 a.m every wednesday morning which were which were super super excited about and that is just for what we what we want to begin to create for the people who want to pray together we want to create opportunity for that and um what we want to um, say as well is that I think often people can say, can look and be like, wait, when do we pray as a church? We're not praying, we're not praying. I want to assure you that as a leadership, we pray. We are constantly praying and we just want to make sure that we're, we're not just putting things on for the sake of putting them on, but we're hearing from God about what God wants for us as a church and then we're putting it out um, for all of you as well. Because yeah, we don't want to just put on things for the sake of it. So we've got those things coming up as well and then we're just going to really be encouraging you guys connect groups, be sharing your testimonies and pray for one another that you only get a testimony if you pray so if you're not praying about something you haven't got a testimony to share about what God did when you prayed so we want to be encouraging each other to be praying every day be praying about situations and then we would love you to fill in the praise reports on Sundays and be filling them in so we can share what God is doing we want to be able to share with you guys guess what someone prayed for this and it happened someone prayed for healing and it happened we we want to make answered prayer normal because God can and he will brilliant and so it's not just about the things we're doing it's the culture of our heart yeah. the posture of our heart we want to go into the next year 2024 as a praying church yeah. amen and again we've spoken a lot about spiritual warfare and the effects of dealing with things in the unseen for a person's life yeah. what about a city what about if we gather together and pray and bind and loose in the unseen for what God wants to do in the city of Portsmouth? What if we become a lighthouse of prayer that causes a favour to be over our city that wouldn't be there if we didn't?
I'm going to ask you in a couple of moments just to pray and end this kind of prayer journey we're taking. But firstly, just want to give an opportunity. And again, if you're watching online, huge welcome. So glad that you're with us. If you're with us today online or in person and you've just realised you and God don't have a relationship. We want to do something about that. We want to provide an opportunity for you to start a relationship with God. Maybe for someone you've been away from God and you say, today I want to start a relationship again with God. God loves you and all God wants from you is a relationship. I'm going to lead you in a prayer then I'm going to give an opportunity for anyone to respond not to religion not to being religious not to a priest not to a vicar to God let's just pray this together Heavenly Father thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me Jesus you are the Son of God Saviour of the world forgive my sins save my life let my life become born again fill me with your Holy Spirit I believe just my every eyes closed every head's bowed if you're here today or watching online and you've just prayed that prayer and you say I need a relationship with God You've just prayed the prayer. The Bible says, we believe in the heart, we confess the mouth unto salvation. I'm going to count to three. And if that's you today, I want to give you an opportunity to respond. And all I'm going to ask is for you to lift your hand. I'm not going to bring you forward, not out to embarrass you. I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand. If you're praying, God, I want a relationship with you. I want to restart my relationship with you. One. Just keep your hand nice and high. Thank you, sir two three anybody else today I see a hand in the middle here thank you sir see a hand over to the side there thank you is there a third person you say me too listen you've got nothing to lose you've got everything to gain I can see a hand a little way back where I'm not sure if that's a hand lifted or not there a little hand there one two three anybody else Everybody loving God. Father, I pray for these three today that heaven would break out in their lives right now. But Father, a new beginning would start. Thank you, their sins are forgiven. Thank you that you now come to live inside of them. Amen. Hey, if you lifted your hand, just give my team at the back there it says best decision ever just three minutes just to make sure we give you a bible we give you anything you need check that we're doing what we should for you to help you on your next steps Paula would you just close us in prayer this morning church why don't we just stand together as we close awesome father we are so thankful for what you've done in this series lord we're so thankful that you've ignited our hearts again to speak to you to lift our voices before you knowing that you hear us god 
Father, I pray over every, um, every life that is here today. Will you continue to humble us? Will you continue to cause us to be on our knees before you? Coming before you, knowing, Lord, that you are our God in heaven who hears us and who answers our prayers. Father, I just pray for anyone who still feels a little bit stuck when it comes to prayer. Father, will you just set their hearts alight in you? Father, will you cause their mouths to open and speak, Father God, to be able to pray before you and know, Lord God, that you care about every word that they say. Father, I thank you for what you've done in our lives. I thank you that it's not ending. I thank you that you are not done yet. And so, Father, we just pray and lift our voices before you and say thank you, Father God. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for turning our hearts back towards your word and towards you, God. I just pray a blessing over everyone that Father the seed that has been sown in every heart will grow in Jesus name that Father nothing will be able to steal what you have done in our hearts we thank you God for who you are in Jesus mighty name Amen Well church for Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face to shine on you be gracious to you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace God bless have a great week